Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another Star Wars themed episode of the uh, Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about um, Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, uh, which was of course the third film uh, produced in the Star Wars um, films. uh, it came out in uh, 1983 originally, uh, and then there was a, a special edition uh, released uh, back in 1997 uh, that incorporated um, um, some new scenes into the original cut of the film, uh, as well as replaced um, uh, some actors with other actors, uh, but. Uh, in keeping with um, the the characterizations uh, within within the film within the story, uh, but it's a great film. Um, in fact, it is considered by some as their favourite film of the original uh, Star Wars trilogy of films. And uh, yeah, it's one I want to uh, talk about today. So, uh, as I was saying, in this episode of uh, the podcast, I'm going to be talking about um, the Star Wars film uh, Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, um, uh, which came out in 1983, and it was directed by uh, Richard uh, Marquand, um, and written by uh, Lawrence uh, Kashtan and uh, George Lucas from uh, Story written by George Lucas. Uh, It was the third and the final film of the Star Wars uh, original trilogy uh, that starred um, Harrison Ford, um, uh, Mark Hamill, um, and Carrie Fisher as um, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and um, Princess Leia. Uh, uh, Even though they reoccurred in um, the films of the, the so-called tr- uh, sequel trilogy this was the the um, the original trilogy of films was the films in which uh, began the Star Wars uh, uh, universe of um, films stories um, so the the trilogy um, the Trinity of uh, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and and Leia are um, are who are at the foundation, and what the stories of the original trilogy of uh, Star Wars films um, gravitate around. Um, of course, you got 
such important characters as C-3PO and R2-D2 and uh, Chewbacca and um, and we get introduced to uh, very prominent important characters such as um, Boba Fett and Lando Calrissian within the original trilogy uh, but the main focus is around um, Luke Skywalker, uh, Han Solo, and Leia, um, and of course Darth Vader. Um, and and in the prequel trilogy of films, uh, we got to find out a lot more about who Darth Vader was before he put on the the black helmet and the black suit and became um, the slaughterer of uh, Jedi and the the one sent out by the Emperor uh, to um, put an end to the rebellion against uh, the Galactic Empire and um, fleshed out and humanised Darth Vader in, in lots of ways um, or uh, who he was previously known as uh, as Anakin Skywalker when he used to be Anakin Skywalker so um, that was essentially what the prequel trilogy of films was it was to to to, um, to bridge a gap and also to uh, tell an origin story for Anakin Skywalker and the the, the origin story for the the Skywalker family um, because uh Darth Vader was created by uh, the Force, or so uh, Star Wars Legends tells us, and it was created. He was created by the midichlorians, uh, who are microscopic life forms that have a, uh, a symbiotic relationship with the Force. Very deep uh, Star Wars lore that you don't really need to know um, to enjoy the Star Wars films, but. Uh, it's touched upon uh, within um, the Phantom Menace um, episode one, the Phantom Menace of the prequel trilogy. That uh, within people's blood, you can test for uh, someone's midichlorian count, and the higher their count, the more stronger their connection with the Force is. And Anakin's uh, midichlorian count um, was very high, even when he was a boy. And it was tested by um, Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn after he was uh, first discovered on Tatooine. Um, and he was... And Anakin Skywalker was known uh, and thought upon as the Chosen One, or the prophesized Chosen One, uh, who would bring balance to the Force. And um, that's what uh, was suggested... Uh, and that's how Anakin was perceived by some, not by all Jedi. And of course, uh, he was um, uh, he was uh, manipulated, and he was drawn to the dark side of the Force, which meant that he focused more on hate and fear. And because he focused so much on that, and because he was so powerful with the force and because he was manipulated by uh chancellor palpatine 
and uh, who would be who would later reveal himself to be uh, the Sith Lord um, Darth Sidious uh, and the the Emperor of the of the galaxy after he um, revert, he converted the uh, the Republic the Galactic Republic into the first Galactic Empire and that is the empire that we see throughout the original trilogy of films um so it's a tragic story the so-called star wars um skywalker saga um when when you when you watch it from episode one all the way to episode uh six um it's touched upon uh slightly in the sequel trilogy but the the main star wars skywalker saga is contained within the stories of episode one to episode six uh, because it tells the um the rise of anakin skywalker as a powerful jedi uh, but also his fall to the dark side and the rise of um his uh the um the dark side version of him uh who would become uh darth vader uh who uh basically uh killed uh the innocent or any kind of innocence um that uh was contained within anakin skywalker and one thing to note uh about the return of the jedi and it's something that has been touched upon by um uh george lucas uh is that a lot of the scenes within star wars echo one another in very profound ways um the actions of one character um such as darth vader uh are echoed by such characters as Luke Skywalker in such scenes um, and they mirror each other and they also echo each other and a good way to think about some of the scenes in Star Wars is to think of them as if they were poetry uh, and as George Lucas would say uh, they rhyme so you could have a scene where in um, the Star Wars film Rogue One where you have Darth Vader going down uh, a corridor uh, with his red lightsaber um, taking out um, Rebel Alliance um, uh, soldiers uh, and then you see a scene from the latest episode of The Mandalorian for example uh, of season 2 and you see a, a, a similar um, spoilers. Uh, I'm just going to say spoilers. Th- there's a similar scene uh, in the, the latest episode of The Mandalorian that echoes and makes you think about that scene from Rogue One with Darth Vader. And there is a, a family connection there between the two. So there are a lot of scenes, uh, there are a lot of things and situations that. Uh, constantly repeat 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 throughout Star Wars um, the Star Wars galaxy 
for one reason or another and one way to describe this as George Lucas would is to say that this is poetry and uh, I love this uh, description of um, this echoing of, of, of scenes because um, some things do happen over and over and over again with throughout Star Wars you see a rise of um, uh, you, you see a, a seemingly uh, peaceful time um, in the life of the galaxy or for a large uh, part of the galaxy that is um, encapsulated within this new republic uh, this collection uh, of planets that all have a are seemingly all exist with, uh, within a peaceful coalition of one another They're all, they all trade with one another they all are a part of this uh, senate and they all um, talk um, as if they were all equals then that is taken over by um, an empire um, and it is it is more authoritarian and more centralized um, and then the empire falls then there is the rise of a new republic from the ashes of the the empire and then the New Republic is attacked and it crumbles uh, within the sequel trilogy. And then there is the rise of the, what is called the First Order, which is uh, basically Empire, the Galactic Empire 2.0. So it's just starting over again. So you have these, com these constantly repeating patterns throughout the galaxy. And you see that there are other things that repeat also um, like the Death Star the, the, the Death Star is this huge moon like um, weapon uh, that was created uh, by and by the order of the, the Emperor uh, Emperor Palpatine or Darth Sidious uh, through his manipulation of um, several uh, uh, groups um and it, he that the death star is the culmination of and is described as the greatest power in the universe it is this weapon that can destroy a planet through a uh by directing a uh, energy beam a great distance towards another towards a planet and able to effectively destroy it and decimate it and its people and that's something that we see uh, in A New Hope we see the, the, the first full scale test of an, a planet an entire planet within A New Hope um, and then uh, it is destroyed by Luke Skywalker and then in The Return of the Jedi right at the beginning we see that there is another Death Star under construction. Um, so, um, and it's it reminds me when I think back uh, and I compare it to other films. Another another film that I like in particular, um, Contact, where there is the machine there, where in Contact they um, they. Uh, 
they uh, the people of Earth re receive what they believe are instructions to to build a a form of transport uh, to enable them to travel to a far away um, part of the galaxy so that they can communicate with extraterrestrial uh, an extraterrestrial intelligence who has decided to communicate with them and they build this machine and then it is uh, destroyed via terrorism uh, but then at the end of the film we discovered that the um, the one of the people who was uh, very influential in the creation of uh, the first machine who uh, um, provided a lot of the, the materials had constructed a second uh, machine which was able to accomplish what the, the first machine couldn't because it was destroyed by uh, um, by this um, terrorism this act of terrorism it was blown up by the this terrorist um but they create and the character um of um uh, i can't remember their, their name now but um uh the character who is this very uh rich uh billionaire who's financing everything um uh says that uh why buy why build one when you can have two for twice the price or something along those lines so it's a bit it reminds me of that that um the the em the emperor already must have had to had plans to build this second death star so it wasn't always going to be just one it what what once you've built once you've built one you have the the prototype you are already starting work on the next one so this death star the death star that we get this we get introduced to in the empire strikes back um is uh would be a carbon copy of the of the first but the the difference between this um the death star that we see in uh the beginning of the return of the jedi that um, Darth Vader lands upon uh, in the docking bay um, is incomplete at this point and he's there to he's he tells um, uh, the 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 Imperial uh, commander uh, on this this death second death star that he they that the construction has fallen behind and he's there and he's been sent there to put them back on track back on schedule um uh because the the emperor is uh going to arrive um to uh fully um in endorse the um the this this new death star um so that it and so it has to be fully operational by the time that he arrives even though um it is only partially constructed and uh a lot of this is a a a ruse um because uh it appears to only be only partially constructed it is believed we're met, led to believe 
just as the rebel alliance in the film is led to believe by their intelligence that um that it is not fully operational um but as you come to find out throughout the film uh it is the weapon of this um battle station this death star is is absolutely fully operational and even though it doesn't look as if it's complete the the main fundamental components of it the weapon component of it is um is 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 more uh uh advanced than uh is previously is uh is thought um so another th- this is uh so return of the jedi in lots of ways um introduces the concept of poetry of this recurrence this echoing of other things that happen within the star wars universe and it happens all throughout there are so many stories that are told within the star wars universe and we see in the aesthetics that we see uh and that are presented to us that these are in fact echoes of um the aesthetics of other characters or other settings that have occurred throughout um star wars history um and uh we see this uh in characters such as uh luke skywalker um because the return of the jedi is set uh i believe a year after the events of uh the empire strikes back um and just as we see that the death the second death star is under construction and that Darth Vader is um, spearheading uh, um, its um, being its completion on schedule. Um, we see that his his son Luke Skywalker uh, has um, is on a is on a path that is very similar to uh, his father's in a way. He himself is a very strong. Jedi, he has a very strong connection with the Force, um, and we see in his aesthetic, in the, his clothing, um, he's wearing a lot more darker clothing, uh, black, in fact, and black, um, the color black in the Star Wars universe is usually attributed and usually worn by um, characters. Uh, who have a nefarious, uh, a nefarious um, motive, uh, also worn by um, so-called um, evil characters, or uh, it, when talking about those who have a connection to the Force, you have both the Jedi, which is the light side of the Force, and you have the Sith, uh, who are... Uh, the dark side of the force they use the dark side and they normally wear dark clothing um and uh they you they have red lightsabers uh as opposed to the jedi who have blue lightsaber colored lightsabers or green or very uh more vibrant um or uh colors that are anything but red because red is associated with the sith um, and of course, Darth Vader—he uses a red lightsaber to 
to show that he's uh, a, a Sith um, and that he um, draws his power from the dark side of the Force. But he wears black. And in this film, we see that um, Luke Skywalker has begun to um, wear much darker colours. Uh, and when he turns up... Um, Via, at first via a hologram holographic message uh, that is projected by RTD2 when RTD2 uh, arrive at um, Jabba the Hutt's uh, desert uh, palace on the desert uh, world of Tatooine uh, which is where we first got introduced to Luke Skywalker at the beginning of A New Hope and also where we got introduced to uh, Anakin Skywalker when he was only a little boy um, in the Phantom Menace film so there again there are echoes and uh, Tatooine the planet Tatooine is somewhere where um, Anakin Skywalker uh, was raised as a young boy and it's also where Luke Skywalker was raised as a young boy um, so there is another echo, another example of uh, the poetry uh, and the connection and the, the lineage of um, Anakin Skywalker's um, path and his son Luke Skywalker's path. They're, and they're very, um, they, they're in parallel to one another. Uh, it seems that once you get to a certain point, on your path uh, and on your rise uh, um, and in your use of the the force that um, you you tend to be drawn and tempted to um, both the light some of the attributes of the light side of the force and also the dark side um, and you you act in such a way that um, may um, be attributed to the actions of someone who is using um, either the light side or the dark side because those who, those Jedi who use the light side of the force um, basically used uh, the force for knowledge and defense never to attack whereas the Sith would attack without asking questions and they would be more ruthless um so Luke Skywalker is first introduced in The Return of the Jedi uh, via a holographic message in which he offers up the, the two droids of C-3PO and R2-D2 to Jabba the Hutt um, so as to uh, allow for the release of um, his friend Han Solo who at the end of The, Return of, um, the Empire Strikes Back he was frozen in carbonite and given to the bounty hunter uh, Boba Fett um, um, on the at the um, request of um, Jabba the Hutt because there was a, a bounty put on Han Solo's head and uh, so um we're led to believe at first that uh, as are the droids or they may just be make, make, making us believe that uh, Luke uh, 
is willing to give away um, his his own droids, and that uh, um, he's um, he's on a different path, perhaps. Uh, but it's all a part of a, a ruse. Um, it's all a part of a, a subterfugal uh, plan to uh, find a way to subvert um, Jabba's uh, uh, attention uh, because um, Lando Calrissian uh, had found a way to sneak into um, uh, Jabba's palace. He's he's uh, uh, wearing a disguise. Um, and also Princess Leia uh, does the same she dresses up uh, as if she was a, uh, a bounty hunter she wears a mask and um, she brings in uh, the uh, she brings in Chewbacca uh, uh, believe, making uh attempting to make Jabba the Hutt believe that she's the bounty hunter called uh, Boosh and that she has um, uh, captured uh, Chewbacca um, and uh, wants to be uh, reimbursed uh, for the um, the bounty on his head because uh, there was not only was there a bounty on uh, Han Solo's head but there was also uh, one on Chewbacca's so she wants to be paid um, for that, uh, but of course she's—it's um, all uh, a part of uh, a plan that Luke had drawn up to find a way to get into Jabba the Hutt's palace to get Jabba to get um, Jabba to uh, release. Um, initially, try and get Jabba to release Han Solo by choice but um it's all being set up so that uh um at some point they could free han by uh any means uh necessary and when um uh luke skywalker does arrive and face to, and has a face-to-face conversation with jabba the hut um we see that he's more a lot more stoic than he has been in previous films he's a lot more level-headed he's a lot has a lot more mastery of the ways of the force his manipulation of characters he was able to make characters um do what he wants uh through um uh mental manipulation by using the force um he's able to um command the, the force in 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 ways that he wasn't previously able to do so he's level it's a lot more level-headed a lot lots a lot more mastery of the force um through the teachings of of yoda um and uh even though he uh is initially captured and um it, it comes to a point where um, we think that he's going to be killed by um, uh, the uh, the rancor. This this uh, 
monstrous creature that uh, lives within the bowels of Jabba's palace and uh, Jabba uh, opens a trap door and um, which allows Luke to fall into this the Rancor pit and uh, for the, the entertainment of uh, Jabba and uh, everyone else within his palace uh, including uh, Jabba the Hutt and uh, Bib Fortuna and there's a lot of other characters in there who would become well known to uh, Star Wars fans um, and, and who have reoccurred throughout uh, throughout other stories in the Star Wars universe um, but uh, Luke is able to be- uh, best the the rancor is able to to kill him uh and following this um luke and uh and han solo who is uh freed by uh princess leia and who's discovered and who is taken by jabba to become uh his uh personal slave woman um and um, for his uh, pleasure. Um, so, following the discovery uh, that Leia is who she is, um, uh, and uh, following the uh, the release of uh, Han Solo from the Carbonite and um, Luke Skywalker finding his way to escape the Rancor, Jabba decides to take um, both of them, uh, as well as uh, Chewbacca. To the Dune Sea, um, uh, where uh, they will be, they're sentenced to death, and that they will be um, uh, killed by being thrown into the Sarlacc pit um, within the the Dune Sea, uh, and this Sarlacc is this huge man-eating um, monstrous sand creature that uh, eventually um, uh, does in- indeed swallow um, Boba Fett um, because as I said this is all this is all a ruse uh, set up by Luke um, and he'd set it up so that uh, R2-D2 would have his lightsaber uh, Luke's lightsaber um, hidden within him and it would be uh, launched when Luke um, needed it and uh, it was all set up in advance and um, yeah Boba, the character of Boba Fett um, eventually uh, gets uh, knocked into the, the Sarlacc pit uh, and in, into the Sarlacc creature um, and of course Boba Fett was played in uh, in the original trilogy of films by the the late great uh, Jeremy Bullock uh, who unfortunately uh, died just recently um, so rest in peace to him um, he um, he was the the physical actor within the the armor of Boba Fett within the original uh, trilogy of films uh, both The Empire Strikes Back and The Return of the Jedi uh, so yeah rest in peace to him um and yeah so eventually uh through um uh, as um luke skywalker's plan p- 
pans out um he's able to not only free princess leia uh he's able to free han solo um and chewbacca and he and rcd2 and c3po and lando calarizian leia han solo and chewbacca are able to escape um and uh leave tatooine and then they both go their their separate ways um uh luke goes back to dagobah uh to be reunited with uh yoda and to have a uh, conversation with uh the force ghost of uh obi-wan kenobi and um while uh, Han Solo and Lando Calrissian and Leia and Chewbacca uh, reunite with uh, the Rebel Alliance fleet, and um, and they have a plan to to meet up at a at a, at a later time. Uh, but also, uh, we see that uh, the Emperor uh, has arrived at the this second Death Star um, in which time he praises Lord Vader on his efforts um, in the construction of the Death Star um, but senses that uh, Darth Vader wishes to continue his search for his son Luke um, um, and uh, um Palpatine, uh, also known as Darth Sidious, assures De- uh, Vader that uh, Luke will seek Vader out, um, and that only together they would be able to uh, turn Luke to the dark side of the Force. But he assures uh, Vader that everything is proceeding as he has foreseen. Um, so, yet again. Uh, another example of uh, manipulation Um, this whole plan of manipulation that uh, Palpatine has been on uh, for the majority of the time that we've seen him on screen uh, going all the way back to um, uh, the Phantom Menace Uh, but of course this was the first real um, in reality this was the first time that we got to see Emperor Palpatine um, in within um, the Return of the Jedi. Um, he uh, he Emperor Palpatine uh, he did uh, make an appearance within uh, the Empire Strikes Back, but he was played by a, a different actor. Um, because I, I don't believe that Palpatine's true identity was had really been fleshed out at that point. Um, but um, within uh, within the Return of the Jedi um, is when uh, Palpatine is fully revealed to be Darth Vader's uh, um, master. Um, um, and also the leader of, of the, the, the Empire 
and also the 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 source of uh, the dark side um but it was only in the return of the jedi that uh uh he was um it, it, it was within the return of the jedi that he was first introduced but it seems like he's been a part of the whole story uh a lot long time before and that is even conveyed within the return of the jedi and it was uh thought to be the case even before the prequel trilogy came out i remember seeing the empire strikes back as a kid and um thinking that this uh this um character uh, of palpatine was uh so evil and so cackling that uh and he had such uh such a confidence that uh he must have had a very long history and um uh, a long association with vader uh as we see and as uh we see the beginnings of play out within the prequel trilogy um and the the cat the actor who plays uh palpatine uh ian mcdermott is uh incredible in this in the role of palpatine uh, and as I say, we get to see a lot more of him uh, before he truly uh, becomes the uh, the malicious and evil emperor that we see in the original trilogy. Uh, and we see that within the prequel trilogy of uh, The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and especially in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, so uh, Luke returns to Dagobah the um the jungle planet where yoda um has been in hiding since the events of uh <coughs> excuse me the yeah, re- return the uh, revenge of the sith sorry um and uh something to note is that originally uh the original title of the return of the jedi was going to be called revenge of the jedi but um I believe that George Lucas changed it at the last minute because revenge is a very neg- has a very negative connotation to it and it's not very in line with uh that the the the, the thought process of uh the Jedi who don't believe in revenge they're more uh about defense rather than attack. Um yeah so Luke and R2 go to Dagobah and they find Yoda who's terminally ill. And um, Yoda reveals that Luke's Jedi training is complete, um, but and we also find out that he is nine hundred years old by this point. Um, and we also uh, Luke also communicates to him that he knows that um, Darth Vader is his father, um, and. Uh, he he asks Yoda. He asks the the spirit force spirit of Obi Wan Kenobi why they didn't tell him, um, and uh, they also reveal to him that uh, he has a sister. And uh, Luke works out um, that his sister, uh, his twin sister, is in fact Leia, and. Um, but Luke believes that because Anakin 
because Luke, uh, Darth Vader was once Anakin Skywalker and he was once good that he's there is still good within him and he believes that he can turn him back to the light side of the force um, if he was to be reunited with him but uh, um, Obi-Wan uh, is skeptical about this and um, as is Yoda but Yoda's time has come to an end and um, we see Yoda merge with the force and disappear very much how um, Obi-Wan Kenobi disappeared in A New Hope um, and uh, he disappears from view and uh, following a conversation with Obi-Wan uh, Luke uh, leaves Dagobah in his X-Wing and reunites with the Rebel Alliance fleet um, in which uh, we see that there there is a, a plan um, uh, being uh, shown about their attack on this second Death Star uh, that is in orbit around the forest moon of Endor and uh but it is being protected by an energy shield that needs to be uh taken out by the rebel alliance uh before they can attack the death star and uh hopefully destroy it um and uh han solo and luke and leia and chewbacca and uh rtd2 and c3po they have a vital um they're going to be a vital part of this mission because they're going to be on a shuttle uh, a captured imperial shuttle that will find a way to uh get uh through the energy shield uh protecting uh the, the forest moon of um uh endor and um the death star but um as they approach, uh, Darth Vader is uh, on the Death Star, um, and he senses Luke immediately. And Luke fears this, but uh, uh, is in fact the case because, um, of course, Emperor Palpatine knows that Luke is coming to find Vader, and um, and Vader Vader knows that he has to. And he wishes to turn him. He wishes to turn Luke to the dark side because he wishes to um, to kill Palpatine. In fact, he wants to replace him. He wants to rule the galaxy with his son, as he uh, as he said to Luke in the Return of the Jedi. Um, he said, "We can, you know." He reached out his hand and said, "We can rule the galaxy as father and son." So um, uh, all is not good with. Uh, Emperor Palpatine and and uh, and Darth Vader, but uh, it's not really made apparent if uh, Palpatine knows that uh, Vader seeks to replace him. Um, the mission to deactivate the the energy shield um, uh, has some problems because the the Empire is there in full force. Um, however. Uh, after um, coming into contact with uh, an indigenous uh, um, 
race of beings there called um, called the Ewoks, uh, who this very um, simplistic um, civilization, very bear-like civilization, small in stature, um, who help to save uh, Leia and Luke and um, Han and the the uh, the other Rebel Alliance um, soldiers uh, from the Empire. They start um, a uh, an attack against the Energy Shield um, that uh, um, of which the station uh, controlling it is being manned by Imperial soldiers, and uh, through some very um, effective. Uh, offensive uh, actions um, they're able to, uh, to dominate the Empire um, uh, and all of this uh, happens while Luke um, goes to uh, meet with his uh, father Darth Vader um, not long after he reveals to Leia that she's in fact his sister and um, that they are both strong with the force and that the force is strong with their family. So Luke goes to confront um, Vader and says that there is still good within him. But at this point, uh, Vader... Uh, he's really only carrying out the the wishes of his emperor, and he wish the and is uh, only going to deliver Luke to the emperor so that he can be turned to the dark side. Um, so uh, Darth Vader and Luke travel from Endor to the Death Star, where Luke comes face to face with uh, Emperor Palpatine. Um, and it is here that uh, Palpatine uh, tries to draw out Luke's um, feelings of fear and anger um, and it's where Palpatine also reveals that the the battle station that they are uh, on board that the Death Star is fully operational and not as um under construction as been uh, as as they have led to be, been made to believe um, or they've led the Rebel Alliance and everybody else to believe and that the Death Star uh, would soon be uh, destroying the Rebel Alliance and that uh, this time it won't be destroyed uh, as easily as it was before um, and all of this is just manipulation by Palpatine yet again to draw out Luke's fear and his anger so that he that the, the dark side would dominate him uh, so much so that at one point um, he, uh, Palpatine goads Luke into attacking him with his green lightsaber his newly constructed green lightsaber but Vader protects the Emperor and then we see both father and son uh, have a 
very profound lightsaber duel between the two of them in front of the the emperor who cackles and is entertained by this because he saw all this coming he manipulated everything to happen um so he knew this was going to happen and he he knows that the only way really that luke is going to become his new apprentice uh which is uh what uh palpatine uh wants more than anything because he sees that he's powerful with the force perhaps even more powerful than his father and the only way to achieve this um, and to become his new apprentice would be to replace his father who is now more machine than man uh, so um, Palpatine uh, really doesn't care about Vader he just cares about uh, power and um, that's why he he doesn't stop Luke from attacking Vader and cutting off his robotic hand um uh but uh luke when luke stops and he looks down at his own um black gloved right hand which is also robotic because it was a cybernetic replacement for the hand that was cut off by vader um when they were fighting uh uh in uh, the empire strikes back so he sees that he is slowly becoming like his father and if he continues down this dark path that he's on that he would become just like his father and become more machine than man perhaps um but um he instead chooses to um to not fall to the dark side he throws his lightsaber away and he declares uh, with a full heart to palpatine that he is a Jedi, like his father before him. And Palpatine is angered by this um, and says, so be it. And he attacks Luke with force uh, lightning and severely injures him as a result. Um, and Vader is, uh, he looks on and he sees his son being uh, severely injured by the the, the the full power of the force this uh extremely uh destructive energy that um mainly only the sith use um because it is so destructive and so hurtful and he watches on for as long as he can before he chooses to um take a hold of the emperor and and uh picking him up and then throwing him down a reactor shaft um, and uh, basically saving Luke's life um, and uh, not long after this um, he asks Luke to take off his mask um, saying that uh, he wants to look upon his son uh, with his own eyes for once um but Luke says, "Oh, that you'll, you know, you'll die." And he says, uh, "He basically um, chooses this because he wishes to to be released from um, his imprisonment that he's been in, been within since he became Darth Vader um, all those years previously." And then we see. 
uh, Anakin Skywalker's face for the first time, who is now, of course, a lot more, a lot older um, than he was the last time we saw him uh, within the prequel trilogy, because this, this is uh, 23 years after the return of the Jedi. Sorry, after the Revenge of the Sith. Um, so this is the first time that he's able to to show himself um, uh, in all that time. And then Anakin dies. Um, uh, Luke is able to escape the Death Star just before it is destroyed by a uh, um, an effective... Uh, attack by the Millennium Falcon and by some of the um, X-Wings of the, the Rebel Alliance following uh, Han, Solo uh, and Leia and Chewbacca's um, effective um, takedown of the Energy Shield and uh, the Death Star is in fact uh, destroyed uh, after they attack the main reactor uh, and it explodes um, and then following this, uh, Luke escapes the Death Star in Imperial Shuttle uh, just before it explodes with the, the body of his father, um, who he takes to um, the planet Endor uh, on the evening uh, after its destruction of the Death Star. Uh, he... Um, sets uh his father's uh body still encased within the darth vader uh, armor uh, ablaze upon a funeral pyre um and uh following this uh um his father's body um becomes one with the force because he uh, had been uh redeemed at the end um, just before he, he died because he, he stopped Palpatine in his wake before he could um, carry out um, uh, his, uh, his mission um, and at the end of the film um, we see uh, on many planets uh, including Bespin and Tatooine and Naboo and Coruscant we see uh, the galaxy celebrate seemingly the end um, of the galactic civil war uh, with the victory of the rebel alliance against the empire um, and um, and this is symbolized with the, the pulling down of statues uh, and we see people um, including uh, uh, humans and aliens and Ewoks and everybody celebrating um, as uh, we see right at the end of the film uh, Luke and uh, Han Solo and Leia celebrate together um, seemingly happy um, and we also see the, the force ghosts of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda and the newly redeemed uh, force ghost uh, of Anakin Skywalker uh, whom uh, Luke looks upon uh, fondly and who look back upon him uh, with pride on their faces um, 
so as I was saying, um, it's uh, this this film is incredibly poetic, and it is very much the the culmination of not only the story of um, Anakin Skywalker, um, uh, but it is um, also poetic in the fact that Luke sees uh, he learns a lot about more about his father he learns a lot more about his family he learns a lot more about um, the path that he's on and um, a lot of people consider the return of the Jedi to be um, the end of the Star Wars films as they are now because they they really do not consider uh, the events of the sequel trilogy to be uh, canical because it um, it is or not a part of the, the Skywalker saga of films because um, it deviates away from from that and um, and it, it has its own uh, versions of uh, the Emperor the Emperor recur- reoccurs within the sequel trilogy uh, at the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker film there is a, a Sith apprentice in Kylo Ren there is a, a new hope you could say in inverted commas uh, in the form of um, of Rey um, so uh, it, it tries and it tries to connect and has a deep connection to the original trilogy uh, but for some people they consider uh, Return of the Jedi as the last in the Skywalker saga and um, I can understand why that is um, and it's a great it's a great uh, epic end to uh, the Skywalker saga and the story of Anakin Skywalker um, yeah and it's one of my favourite films and uh, yeah I really enjoyed uh, watching it again and uh, I continue to watch it in the future um, so I'm going to leave it there for now I want to say thank you for listening and may the force be with you. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you, uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me. Uh, which is my website and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, book form uh, you can go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published Um, they're all books of poetry um, uh, books of stories uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences um, and there'll be more to come and uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to Patreon and searching for Mark the Poet and uh, your, uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um, but uh, as I was saying, I hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode, um, and I'll talk to you again soon.